Recording in progress. Okay, I thank the lady for allowing me to begin and Yomo for handling everything. Today is uh, Sunday, uh, November 14th already, uh, 2021. Okay, time is flying and uh, we've got to make the most of it. Um, I just want to mention that a very wonderful Jew died and uh, I don't know if people know how to really evaluate him but Aaron Feuerstein is the last of the Feuerstein children and this was a remarkable man. I think you're aware of the fact that when Malden Mills, uh, the family business, uh, burned down and they were reconstruction, he continued to pay the employees as if they were working. These were all, you know, middle class people, lower middle class, and uh, he didn't want them to suffer. And as I recall, the President of the United States honored him afterwards for his generosity. And that was really a Kiddush Hashem. Feuerstein's were a very, very unique family. And uh, I recall fondly, I didn't know Aaron personally, but my dear friend Sam Dershowitz, worked for him in Malden Mills. He was his PhD fabric chemist from Columbia University, and Sam was also a beautiful individual. Torah v'gedula b'makamachat. Okay, um, uh, let me pick up uh, a number of comments. Uh, uh, the question of the tefillin and the concentration camps, a number of people wrote to me, how did Reb Menashe Klein compare them if after all, when you go into the hospital, you know it's going to be destroyed. And the concentration camps, it's a roll of the dice. Maybe you'll survive, like with Menashe Klein. And a number of people made this comment and similar comments. I want to tell you, you don't have to give Reb Menashe Klein, the Chibina, Rabbi Sazalman Meltzer, Reb Meisha Feinstein. So many people didn't agree with him, so joined the crowd. But nevertheless, that's what Rabbi Menashe Klein said, and it becomes very important because, you see, he integrates his experience in the concentration camps with his tshuva. Which leads to another question, something I've mentioned and mentioned many times, and I throw it out that can be a very good PhD thesis. The influence of the Hasidic world on Rabbi Menashe Klein. His tshuva are very different than Rabbi Vajja, very different than Rabbi Meisha. And time and again, he'll cite Hasidic sources and, and he'll come up with his own dashanut and uh, in relation to, uh, uh, we were talking about, uh, when we'll talk today about uh, insurance, life insurance, so he winds up giving a whole drusha that it pays to buy life insurance so the company will pray that you keep healthy so they won't have to pay out. So my nephew, Dr. Zev uh, Rothkopf, uh, came up with an idea, buy 10 different policies and you'll have a minion praying for you. And I said, I don't know if the government will allow that because it's like a collusion between them. But halakha uh, lemaisa, I don't believe Rabbi Moshe would ever say a svara like that. I don't believe Rabbi Vavadji would say a svara like that. And yet, if you looked into the tshuva, Rabbi Menashe Klein, he quotes the Shinova, Rabbi Cheskel Halbishtan, that's Rabbi Chaim's great son, and he said the same svara. 
that buy life insurance and let them pray for you that they won't have to pay out. So, all right, this already is a Hasidic uh, uh, cringe in his thinking. It's not mainstream, but it's very fascinating. You'll also find, uh, Yomo, make it a drop lower. I can feel feedback. You'll also find that uh, his Derech for the Chatam Sulfur is overwhelming. And even when he uh, concludes against the Chatam Sofa, he's very hesitant not to paskin against the Chatam Sofa. And that's the result of his Hungarian background and who the Chatam Sofa was. So I only want to answer, uh, Jack asked me the question. You see this trend, and I refer to it many times. Someone has to do a search of all 18 volumes and come up with endless uh, inferences and examples where... This posek, Adam Gadol, Talmud Chacham, Rabbi Menashe Klein, time and again you see additional influences, overtones, layers, I would say, revidim in Hebrew, if I'm using the right word, uh, additional than just the halacha and the Litvisha way of thinking or the Svadic way of thinking with all the differences between the latter two but it's not Rebbe Nasha Klein. Also, I want to thank my nephew, Dr. Zev, who uh, solved the problem for me. We have the expression in Yiddish at, at, that a Talmud Chacham is bought by his father-in-law and at Gegesen Kest, at Gegesen Kest, he ate Kest, he was supported. What does that mean? So um, my nephew says to me that Kest means a chest. And it means that you were supported by your father-in-law, you ate from his drawers, the chest, the drawers, the money, as he pulled it out and fed you. So I'm in debt to my nephew for filling his sin. Well, All right. What was the system that uh, called where the Shiva got? No, that was the guessing Teg. Teg, that each day you had a different address to eat. And that will come to when we talk about uh, East European yeshiva. We'll come to that whole concept and what happened afterwards. Okay, now I want to go further. So this question of buying life insurance, Rabbi Nasha Klein reaches a very uh, positive conclusion in the sense one has to live normally and, they, and, and life insurance is part of normal life today. And uh, he quotes earlier G'dayle Yisrael, including the Shinobah, who I just mentioned, and they all did not object to life insurance. It's not a chisarin and bitachon, but it represents hishtatlot. And um, that was Ripmanasha Klein, black and white. He touches upon a very interesting problem, which he doesn't really go further, just scratches the surface. We'll see that what Rabbi Moshe touches upon is basically not just an atom bomb, but a hydrogen bomb. But it begins with Rabbi Nasha Klein. And what I'm talking about is, look, a person goes to work, buys life insurance, has a wife, three children, four children, five children, and uh, you have tremendous financial responsibility. Let him buy more insurance and work harder. And then it reaches a point where the person will say, I have no time to learn, I'm busy, I'm working, I can't learn. You hear Balabatam say this all the time. 
This is the whole reason, uh, the Ein Yaakov, which no one knows about today. Today, everyone does a Dafyomi. Some people do a serious Dafyomi, and some people I've seen with my own eyes and I heard with my own ears, they daven up a Dafyomi like Howard Mizell, like Sri Mizell is saying Ashrei. That's how they daven up a Dafyomi. What they did in Europe, and when I was growing up, every shul in the Bronx, sedition, Minchemarev, between Minchemarev, every shul in the Bronx learned Ein Yaakov. What was Ein Yaakov? All the Agadot of the Talmud pulled together. And it's a lot easier to learn Agadah than to learn a Sugya in Hagozalaitzim. And they're plain and simple, talk for Kohen, a lot easier. So, uh, you, a Balabas will say, I can't learn, I'll learn in Yaakov, and it reaches a point where he doesn't daven. I, I've seen people don't have time to daven with a minion. They, uh, the, the only time you see them is shoes, when they have yard sight. All right, Shabbos they go, Yantif they go, uh, and I went, sometimes I come home and tell my wife, this was a real minion today. And my wife knows what I mean by that. When I say a real minion, it means a minion where no one is saying Kaddish. Okay, that's, uh, that's my expression. And we sometimes, you know, in Israel, quite often we have it. You have a real minion and no one is saying Kaddish. But in America, I doubt very much whether you'll ever uncover a real minion. Where do you draw the line? And, and if you recall the Shiva last week, I explained in depth that Rabbi Menashe Klein says, Yeshiva fellas, don't buy life insurance yet. Koilolite, don't buy life insurance yet. Uh, don't overwhelm yourself later when you start working on a regular basis by a, a decent amount, but don't overdo it. All right? Now, this question of life insurance, I was very happy to see. I always feel happy when I see other people think the way I do. Because I have to be honest with you, uh, you sometimes wonder, you know, are you on the right path? Are you on the right derech? And I always say, if you read my work on the Rav, the Rav quotes the Beit Levi that if you see someone else thinking the way you do, it's a sign that you're both thinking properly. So I was overjoyed because I always am bothered, and other people have told me the same thing. Uh, we want to get news today. The world is shifting. It's not a world that I can live in easily. But I have to acknowledge it's a different world altogether. And you all know that uh, we're getting on news. I haven't turned on television, I don't know, in 10, 15 years already, since uh, David Katz, my Talmud, David Katz, taught me how to use a computer in this very room, in this very building. And uh, Natan, today you get your news from the computer. So if, what do we look at? All right, I want to have news in my world. I'm not in the Haredi world. I'm in the Tzioni.ti uh, world, but I'm certainly not opposed to the Haredi world. So I look in Arit Sheva, and I look in uh, Yeshiva World News, sometimes Vasis Nais, and I, I always feel sick when I see all these advertisements, people die, the widow, no money, the kids, no money, tragedy on top of tragedy. Why didn't they buy life insurance? And I think back to why you, that today in my old age in Israel, I have no financial problems, I can afford food. Now I know, don't laugh at me, I, we had times in the 70s into the 80s with the fourth Shabbat of the month. I've said this many times. 
I didn't have money for food. I went to Mechon Gold and Mechon Aleva, which always said, whenever you go to Mechon Gold, tell me, she would walk over. And my daughters grew up talking with Mechon, with Mechon Aleivovich sitting next to her one Shabbat out of four. I can also tell you that time I didn't get a chance to eat because Nechamu was bothering me the whole time. What did the Rav saying this? What did the Rav saying that to her? I was a valuable, I was a living representative of someone who yet knew the Rav in his prime. Okay? You don't have many people like that today. I knew the Rav in the 50s. That was his absolute prime. Okay? So, I'm a happy man today. And I even have money I don't touch. Why you? I taught there from 62 to 69. I think in 63 they began the pension plan. I was too young to appreciate it. But until today, I have pension over the wonderful years I taught in the yeshiva in the 60s. So, and this was Mr. Gris, who introduced in New York every yeshiva Go all over Borough Park. The pension plans were introduced by Mr. Gress. So I'm happy to tell you, here is Torah tidbits that you're all familiar with. I'm quoting from Pasha Chaye Sara, which what, was two weeks ago. And you look at the Torah tidbits, Pasha Chaye Sara, the head of the OU. Uh, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Rabbi Avi Berman. And, and Avi Berman talks about uh, what it means, Chayesara, and bringing a, a Rifka into your house, and, and the, the, the Imahat. And then he mentions every year this Pasha brings to mind many friends and acquaintances who have lost their most precious guardians. Their parents, Zach, you grow older, and uh, this is life, you understand? And he says, not a week goes by when I don't hear about families who have lost a parent and someone is collecting stucker for the family. Whether it be a phone call from its stucker organization, requests that minion, brochures, radio, or these, uh, these stories pinch my heart. Not only do these families have to deal with the loss of a loved one, advocate and role model, but many are struggling with how to pay their bills and put food on their tables. This reminds me of an OU lay leader who encouraged everyone to get life insurance. He once told me that he would buy life insurance for young couples as a wedding gift in order to promote its importance. A parent is so much more than a financial resource. A parent is everything. Parents provide their children with self-confidence, support them as they learn to walk, teach, teach them to drive, encourage them to be independent, and the list goes on and on. We all hope and pray we will be here for our children into old age. Yet, unfortunately, this is not always the case. And as parents, Part of our hishtadlut should be buying life insurance in the event that has shalom, our family needs it. Zach, do I have to say more? This, this, Rep. Menashe Klein, Rep. Moshe Feinstein, Torah tidbits, two weeks ago in Jerusalem. Well, let, let us say that this is the first time that Torah tidbits has entered in 
to a sheyua in response to the tshuva. Shefiyanu v'kiimano. Now, let's go to Reb Meisher. Reb Meisher Feinstein uh, was the first one to deal with it. It may have had an influence on Reb Menashe Klein, because once Reb Meisher dealt with it, uh, Reb Menashe Klein answered in length, as I told Jack, uncovered that first he was asked this before the tshuva, and he said, by life insurance, he didn't go into great detail, but he saw Reb Meisher, so he went into great detail. Okay. Now, you'll find the Chuvan Igrot Moshe, Orechayim, Simem, Kuf Yud Aleph. And this is the first volume of Orechayim, uh, uh, no, excuse me, it's, uh, it's in Choshen Mishpat. It's in, the fr- it's in the volume, I have to make it clear, it's in the volume on Choshen Mishpat that came out in 1964, but the volume on Chayshin Mishpat does not have that many children in Chayshin Mishpat. It has an addendum in Orachim. If I'm not mistaken, it has an addendum in Yoridea as well. But this is from the Orachim section in the Igrat Moshe on Chayshin Mishpat. Published, you have to be so careful, because Rabbi Moshe has so many volumes and some uh, are labeled Chelek Aleph, some Chelek Bet, and yeah, it's not so simple. But this is the Chayshin Nishmat volume, published in Tashkad 64, Orachayim section, Siman Kuf Yud Aleph. And Reb Meisha writes, L'chacham Echad, he's writing to, uh, he doesn't identify the person, and uh, the person asked Reb Meisha, is it wise to buy life insurance or is it asa? And why should it be asa? Chas v'shalom kachaselo bitachon ba'ashem titparach shei b'yecholtol ashro that where do we get our wealth from? What do we say Yom Kippur? What the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah? Everything is decided in advance by a Kaddish Baruch so you buy life insurance as a sign of chosab bitachon. And here Reb Meisha develops quote the Gemara he quotes. It's interesting the Gemara he uses as his main support, as his main text. But here Reb Meisha is, we're all facing a very interesting question. What does that show us? that we have to work six days a week, we rest on Shabbat, uh, Hanukkah is coming, and in the state of Israel, in the modern state of Israel, Hanukkah is a very big holiday for children. All the plays are put on, there's no school. I remember back in 69, I took my young little daughters to see a Hanukkah play, Simchat, Simlat, HaShabbat Shelchana. Anyone recognize that title, the play, the song? And what was the song about? That this uh, young little Hannah had a beautiful dress that she only wore on Shabbat and it gets dirty and uh, the fairy godmother cleans it for her. And in that play there's a fabulous song, Lama Lo Kol Yom Shabbat. Why isn't every day Shabbat? Have you ever felt that way? I know I feel on Yantif, to me it's terrible that you, you work so hard, get ready for Pesach, 
If I had my way, I would keep Pesach 11 months a year. Uh, Sukkot, a lulav and etrog, had such a beautiful lulav this year. My etrog was, uh, I would say B, not A. But the lulav was A. Last a year ago, I had an, an etrog that was A+, plus and the lulav was B. But all right, uh, you can't always win. But Bar Hashem, it was all beautiful. And then, seven days later, your, your lulav, your etrog, is no more than a cheap lemon. You follow? The beautiful shmura matz is no more than stale bread. Uh, so, but it's a very beautiful song. Lama local yom Shabbat. And the answer is very simple. If every day would be Shabbat, Shabbat wouldn't be Shabbat. What makes Shabbat unique is that it's different than all the other days. It's elevated. Okay, you with me, Elliot? Let me put it this way. If, if we're talking already, life, what is life about? It's not just Sheshit Yemim Tasemelech Techa. Bizeyat Apecha so you see it's not that you you can come along and say I don't want to work I trust in God and I, I have to tell you I'll come back to this much later when I learned in Lakewood I told you many times I had the schut I don't know if there's anyone else in the world that can make my boast that I try to tell Rabbaran off. You understand about the I remember saying to Rabbaran, and you know my sheet that they agreed to me in Lakewood, by the way, his descendancy. If Rabbaran had come to Israel instead of America, he would have become a Mizrachist like the rest of his family. But America, you can afford to be on a good list. Okay, so uh, I knew Rabbaran, Rabbani Shalom. I wanted to stay in Lakewood, and my parents were putting pressure on me. What, you won't go to college, etc. So I remember saying to Freddie Zucker, how will I make a living? And he yelled at me, don't you have bitachon? Every week there'll be a check, and he meant it, there'll be a check in my mailbox from HaKadosh Baruch Hu supporting me. All right? You have, forget about Sheish forget about bitachon. This is what Moshe quotes. So Rabbi Moshe says, and I'll show you the Gemara, a person has to live normal. Ein somchim al hanes. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, it's all in the tshuva. The Gemara he quotes is the Gemara in Brachot, Taf Samich Amir Aleph. What's interesting is this Gemara is exactly based upon the Sedra, the Pasha, we read yesterday. It's amazing how the Hashdaka works out because it's still Shabbos, you understand, till Tuesday you can make Havdalah. It's exactly the Pasha we read yesterday. And what's the Gemara talking about? The Gemara is talking about that they, that Leah called the new child Dina. Why did she call the child Dina? Well, she quotes the Gemara because she made a Cheshbon HaNefesh that once again she's going to have a zachar, and it means she's putting down Rachel. How did the Shtemes Reish Fatim wind up? Twelve. Six from Leah, two from Bilha, two from Zilpa, and ultimately two from Rachel. Had the seventh child of Leah been a zachar, 
she would have been smacking the face of her sister. That her sister is less than the Shvachot. All right? And according to the Gemara, the Rebani Shalolim answered her prayer and turned the embryo from a boy into a girl. And this gives us Dina that later pays such a prominent part in the Haftorah, in, in the Pasha, I should say. And I can tell you a secret, plays a very prominent part in our Hashgafa towards reborn Eretz Yisrael, Medina Yisrael. Natan, can you figure out what I'm saying? I'll give you a prize if you can figure it out. What is Dina Eretz Yisrael? What's the Rebbe talking about? Oh, what the Rebbe is talking about, Shimon Valevi, Rav Henkin, look into the published works of Rav Henkin. He raises the whole issue if we're allowed to fight, if we're allowed to have an army. And he shows that sometimes we don't fight, sometimes we do fight. And, in, and he quotes what Shimon and Levi did, you ultimately see was correct. They avenged their sister. Look what they did. They killed, they looted, etc. They plundered. Wow. We had to establish an army. I've quoted Golda Meir, and I'm happy to have an army, but if we didn't have an army, we wouldn't be sitting here. So you see, Dina brought about a concept that Baruch Hashem enabled Aaron Rakefet to take allegiance to the Israeli army, and it's a pretty frightening oath you take when you finish your basic training, that if need be, to give your life for the army. Wow, wow, for the Medina, for the country, battle. You don't go into battle a fairy. You go into battle with strength. The British language should save us, but we pay a price. Anyway, coming back here, the Gemara is very unhappy with this type of prayer. Can anyone tell me why? Because ain't something al hanes. Are you familiar with the Gemara? If you're not, work it out. Ain't something al hanes. Once the embryo is a, a male, how do you pray to the Rebbeinu Shalom to turn it into a female? So the Gemara gives two answers. One answer is that Leah was a great sitkanit, and she had the right to ask God to do a great miracle. Another answer is that it was during the first 30 days, and during the first 30 days, the sexual, what, excuse me, 40 days, excuse me, let me just see that you're right, that, Abam Yom, thank you, Yomo is right on, he knows the Gemara by heart, Kala Kavod, Yomo, and, and it's the first 40 days, and the sexual development of the baby is not yet final. And therefore, it was possible to pray. But, and by the way, scientifically, I, I checked it out. There is some research that shows that this may be correct, that the Gemara knows exactly what it is saying. But what do we see from here, Reb Meisha says? Only at Sitkanit like Leah. How do we dare think we're on the level of Leah? And we cannot be Samach Anisim. We have to live in a normal fashion. 
We have to work, we have to take out life insurance, we have to do what everyone does. And we can't go around saying, like I have a certain student, God will take care of me. Baruch Hashem, God will take care of me. Yeah, but you have to take care of yourself. The Hishtadlut has to come, and then the Bitachon, that you did the best, that God will complete what the human can do. But the Hishtadlut has to be there. And Reb Moshe quotes this Gemara, and, and he says, we see here that we have to work, this is part of life, this is the world, this is normalcy, Ain Somchim Al Hanes. Alright? So far so good. Right or wrong? Ah, but now Reb Moshe raises a problem. I'll talk about it today. If I want, I could talk about it for another seven years, Beli Guzma. I probably have spoken about it if you put together all the Shirim and Wayu Torah, at least seven years worth. Ramesha base is a very simple problem. <laughs> all right, you have to work, you have to do, you have to live normally. Torah matahe olecha. What about Talmud Torah? More than that, more than that. We're young people. What do we learn? Do we learn a profession or do we learn Torah? Can you combine the both? Can you combine? What kind of curriculum? How do you work it out? And Rav Moshe says here, and he tries to prove it, we'll see his proof. I don't know if his proof is correct. There's a lot of comment on Rav Moshe, and I'll show you sources, but let's go understand Rav Moshe. When a child is young, there is no obligation on the father to teach him a profession, to teach him secular subjects to prepare him for the big general world. A child is young, we have to fill his mind with shas, poiskim, learning, Hebrew, first language we speak, Shema Yisrael, a young child cannot master two different types of study of intelligence. Moshe says this, black and white. And this is why when a child is young, the father's entire obligation is to teach a child Torah. Young mind developing importance moda'ani infinitely more important than two and two equal four. And what we're touching upon here I don't have to tell you is 
Merapsen Igra. It's exactly the problem we face. How do we teach? What do we do? Now, to Rav Meish's point of view, to Rav Meish's point of view, Rav Meish says, where do we see in the Rambam that you're obligated to teach your child umanut, a profession? And I have to tell you, you all know there's a sugyur in Kedushin and in Lamed Chavtet, Lamed. What are the obligations of a father? At the end of the Mesechet, again, the same question comes up. What are the obligations of a father? Now, Rav Moshe claims that in all of Mishnah Torah, Despite the Gemara's incondition and the various viewpoints, the Rambam never paskined that a father has to teach his child umanot. I'm now quoting Reformation. What's his proof? He says, the one place you find in the Rambam where he mentions Umanut, he mentions it kliyachayad. It's like a sub, sub, sub division. Where is the place where you find it in the Rambam? Hilchot Shabbat, Perik 24, Abba Avias Rim, Halacha Hey. And what's the Rambam talking about? Rambam is talking about the whole question of Dabru Dava, of making Shabbos different, of speaking differently. Uh, this whole question that, that adds, in other words, I'll put it this way, the, already you'll find this in all the Rishonim deal with the problem. What if someone is incapacitated? You don't work during the week, you don't work Shabbos. Rakefit's question, if you wear a uniform, a white shirt and black pants all week, so where is it different than Shabbos? And by the way, people have asked this question, I'm not the only one, so they give a funny answer, you take the pen out of your pocket on Shabbos. All right, I don't know. All I know is Shabbos, I wear a white shirt. I once wore a white shirt during the week and my grandchildren were young then and asked me, Sabu, what? It's not Shabbat today. Why are you wearing a white shirt? And I explained to them I was going to a Sheva Brachas that night. Yes, Yoma, what's your problem? I don't Uh, that's the Rambam, that's the Rambam, it's based upon the Gemara and Shabbos, that you wear the Rav in the 30s wore a Bekashir on Shabbos. Then later he stopped. Why he stopped? So the various Gisot, one is that his wife uh, wanted them to Americanize. The other one is that it created a, a, a mechitza between the Rav and the young kids in Maimonides. He didn't want them to look at him like he's from outer space. You follow? And there's a lot to be said to that. Tomorrow's shear is critically important for you. Don't forget what I'm saying. One story about the rapids and anyone in Phoenix, anyone who speaks, is that story important? happened to me many times and I have that ability like the Rebbitson but I'll tell you about the Rebbitson but that's tomorrow but there's a lot to be said this is why when I taught in the 60s 
wow, did my baseball knowledge play a role? Because these kids, they look at a Rebbe, who can be like the Rebbe? The Rebbe's a tzaddik, the Rebbe's a this, the Rebbe's that. But when the Rebbe can give you Joe DiMaggio's statistics for every last year, from 36 until 51, woo, he's like us, he's normal, yeah? we can be like him maybe, you understand? So it could be the Rebbe, but that's what Joe Moore's referring to, that's based upon the Gemara and Shabbos and the Psak of the Rambam. But, but the Rebbe, the Rebbe said that he had a special Yama. In the, uh, you have a special yarmulke for Shabbos. All right, there are many ways. When I was in the army, we had the uniform Shabbos, so I put on a white kippah, and I made a public display, and everyone was looking up to me. Ah, Shabbos is coming. I put a big white kippah. Baruch Hashem. Okay, let me go. Let, let, let's deal with the Rambam Yomo. Yes, yes. That he shouldn't recognize him, all right? So the Shomud will keep away. He's not going to recognize the same person. Be it as it may. The Rambam, and here he talks about, so how do you make Shabbos different? So Chazal introduced a lot of Dinam the Rabbanam Muksa. Even if you're incapacitated all week on Shabbat, you're not going to be in touching muksa. Another difference, you speech. All week, what do you talk about? Uh, money, business, Shabbat, Dabru Dover, it's a different level of talk. So the Rambam, very fascinating Rambam, and he talks about, and what are you allowed to do in Shabbos? Uposkin Stakalaniyim. Right, Shabbos, you're allowed to talk about poor people and how much money you're giving. Uh, how are you allowed to do this? Shabbos, imagine if Mark is sitting in Shabbos and he's talking with his wife about all his, I don't know, stock market uh, in- involvements. His wife will smack his face. It's Shabbos, what are you talking about money? But if Mark is in shul and suddenly there's an appeal... A hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, Srei Molchai, that's uh, thirty-six dollars, two times. Drei Molchai, my time, that's the way the appeals were answered. And, and you're allowed, you're allowed, because it's, it's the Vam Mitzvah. It's not <coughs> your personal money. Hoskin, Hochin Lepati Knesset, Lepati Midrashat, Vafilo Tehratriot V'Taklin Shalkutim, very interesting. I know in YU, this was halacha lemaisa. You're allowed to hold a public meeting for the good of the neighborhood. Because during the weeks, you can't get everyone together. But Shabbos, I remember in Washington Heights, there was some issue on Shabbos afternoon. A meeting was held in Lamport Auditorium. And you're allowed to hold it in shul, in the base medish, in the Vex Neset. Even in Yankee Stadium, it's for public good, you're allowed to hold the meeting. Fine, okay, it's public welfare, so it's not your personal dabru dava. All right, lefakeyach aliske rabbin b'shabbat, u'mishatchin et ha-tinokot l'chira'oz, and the tinokot, it's amazing, here's where l'shatei ha-tinokot, 
the woman's libbers sing Tina Kot, Tina Kim, they get upset that it's only women, but women we're more anxious to see that they marry properly. Somehow the attitude is a man can always find a wife, uh, they're in demand, and this goes on to a certain extent today too, this still exists with all the feminism, so if you can make a shidduch on Shabbos, even if Rambal's talking about money and talking about where they'll live, allowed. Okay, fine. And then, and to get a Rebbe for your son, for your child. Remember, this is the most important thing in the world. I mean, in modern times, what yeshiva should I go to? What yeshiva should I go to? Uh, Zach, where did you go to high school? Torah Academy for T.I. Is that Rabbi Adler? Rabbi Adler, oh, I just uh, wrote a letter about his brother minutes ago. I just dictated a letter to uh, Yomo to send to someone asked me a question from Crown Heights about Rabbi Aaron Adler. You knew Rabbi Yosef Adler. So tell me, wh- wh- where did you go afterwards? Where did you go afterwards? Gush. And from the Gush, where did you go? Why didn't you go to Lakewood? Why didn't you go to Panovich? Why didn't you go to Mechazarov? So imagine in Shabbos, you're talking, allowed to talk, even though it's Vachadik, but it's the Lamdo Seifa. And then the Rambam adds, Ula Lamdo Umanut. Wow. So Rav Moshe says, this is the only place in Mishnah Torah where Rambam mentions the Lamdo Umanut. Doesn't say it's a mitzvah. He touches it. Kiliachayad. He named Matsinu Barambam, Perakhaftalid, what I just quoted. Shemunagamkin Bakhashpanat Shal Mitzvah. Shemutabi Shabbat. So you see, now let me analyze Rav Moshe's shita. Rav Moshe says it openly. A child who can learn Torah when he's young only teach him Torah. He cannot do two things at once. A child who's dull and is not going to be able to learn too much Torah, so vocational school, as they say, give him a panasa. Someone who's older and has finished learning Torah, or at least the basis of Torah, the what we call in your day a bus of the ayin, I'm referring to Hilchatama Torah, I trust you know what I'm referring to. Bus of the ayin, Shasva he can prepare himself now for Panasah. 
And this is Reb Moshe's Shita. We have to live normally, but living normally doesn't mean that from the age of four or five, you teach a kid in addition to Torah general subjects. And the, as you grow older, master Torah. Only later, when you have to go out into the world, then umanut, you can learn general matters. Now, right away there's a simple question here. What does umanut mean? What does umanut mean? Uh, I have grandchildren, many grandchildren, can I inherit? These grandchildren, uh, time and again, uh, get advanced degrees. Maybe I should say to them, all right, they're learning a dafyomi. They're from, they spent years in Hesda. Some spent years beyond Hesda in Yeshiva Gavohat. What do you need a doctorate for? Look at all the time you wasted at the Technion. Who needs it? Be a butcher. Be a candle maker. Very interesting. Umanut. What are you spending so much time? It's an interesting question. I need not tell you, this question has been touched upon by uh, many. I can tell you the Rub's approach. And I'm not certain his own descendants follow him. You may have a machlekes between the Lichtenstein family, or at least part of the Lichtenstein family, and part of the Tversky family, etc. Imagine if you came to the Rub and you said, Rebbe, I'm getting smicha now, but I'm not interested in the rabbinate. I'll certainly continue learning, but I'm interested in Chinese literature. You know what the Rebbe would say to you? Let me know if you find any parallels between ancient Chinese literature and Chazal. You with me? That's what the Rebbe would say. You might find other descendants of Rebbe would say, and I know this as a fact, what are you majoring in Chinese literature? It's too difficult. Take a simple profession, learn accountancy, and go to work. You follow the difference? And the truth is, who will have more time for learning? The person who's an accountant or the person who's a professor of Chinese literature? Yomo, have you studied the work that won every prize in the world, Halavai, called from Washington Avenue to Washington Street? Do you remember the story I tell there, the true story? When I learned in Lakewood, the, every year on Purim, Rabbaran would give a bottle of schnapps to the biggest matmid in the yeshiva. There was a fellow from Chicago. I hope he's alive, I don't know. Oh, did I love him. He won the award. What a matmid. 
Shabbos afternoon would be the only time he went for a walk and he would allow me to walk with him. You couldn't have a bigger honor for a kid of 16, 17 than to walk with the Matmit. Okay? Learned day and night, got the bottle of schnapps from her baron. Married a friend of my wife from Washington Heights who was an orphan. Didn't matter. This was not a marriage for money. It was a marriage for love and for a wonderful young lady. Later in life, he calls me. He needed my help. What did he become? Well, he never went to college, never went to university, but he got involved with the stock market. And uh, he wanted to speak in my shul to the... I told him, we don't have Shabbos, you can't talk about stocks, but the, well, you know, the ladies' auxiliary, the sisterhood, we called it, they meet during the week and come, you'll speak. Some of them know, some of them will have influence on their husband. And I saw this person so involved with the stock market. When I rode on the subway going uptown to Yeshiva University, I was learning Svarim. He was with the New York Times. And when I never forget when Kennedy was assassinated, the stockbrokers in my shul that Shabbat, they could barely daffin. They were shaking because they knew how the market would crash right after the funeral. And boy, who had more peace of mind to learn? The professor of Chinese literature or the biggest Matmid in Lakewood who is now selling stocks. So it's interesting. Very interesting. But this was of my Shishita. Umanut, he never really defined. But this question haunts us until today. Whether to be a professor in some esoteric field of knowledge or to be an accountant. Fine. Let the question hang fire. I may come back to it later. But now, we take for granted that Moshe quoted the Rambam, Hilchat Shabbat. But if I was sitting in front of Moshe, I'd press him with a different Rambam. He alludes to the other Rambam, but he, he doesn't pick up what the Rambam is saying. And here I come to the Rambam that, believe me, when they reprint the Rambam in B'nai Brak, a lot of people would love to leave this out. You know, we deal with the Haredi world, their censorship. They reprinted the Malamad Lahohil, Shedot and Shavit, Malamad Hoffman. Shuvat I'm missing. It's beyond words. Rakefet knows about I have the original, I knew the Shuvat, I grew up in that Rebunish Goyalim. You can differ. The rough differs. Rebmesha differs. But don't censor it out. And I just uncovered with the Art Scroll book on Esther Jungreis. Maybe I'll mention it tomorrow. What they wrote in the book has no relationship to reality. It's unbelievable. The guy who wrote us in Beit Shemesh 
I now have a letter from the great nephew of the people involved and what happened to the family afterwards. Oh my gosh. When you open up an art school history book, you have to understand Midvasheka Tirchak. Got it? Rabbi Yitzchokhan once signed the smicha, and he signed 20 lines down. They asked him, Rabbi, why did you sign? He says, Midvasheka Tirchak. Follow, when I give you smicha, I have to write to how brilliant you are, wonderful, good. And then you leave 20 lines blank and you sign. Gentlemen, Hilchatayf, no one, if you don't know this Rambam, if you have not been educated in why you, this Rambam, should be on the front door of the building in golden letters. Otherwise, why you has no reason to exist. Oh boy. Wow. What words, what words. And I've seen this, you, some of you know that in my youth, before Corona, I've taught Torah over the entire world, Australia, South Africa, all over the United States, all over Israel, Canada, etc., Britain. And I'm not a bad teacher of Torah. And I've had experiences where young men in their 20s, Balei Tshuva, come over me with tears in their eyes. They're in their mid-20s, they have no panasa. They were left college, they were told not to go to college. Breaks my heart. There's a Yiddish word, umglik, umglik, tragedy, tragedy. Imagine, you are going to say, I don't have to work, I don't know what profession, I'll throw myself on the tzibur, staka, hareze chililat Hashem, umavazet ha and you totally take out the beauty of religion. You give Lieberman and Lapid everything to yell and scream about against the Torah world. Wow. And, and you lose Yolam Haba. Because what are you making a living? You're making a living that you're snoring and going from place to place, boasting you're a Talmud Chacham, support me. What a Rambam. What a Rambam. What do you say? Does the Rambam hold it to to teach your child Umanut or not? Isn't this an open psak? Isn't this hitting you right between the eyes? Wow. The Rambam doesn't stop here. And he quotes various Gemaras, you don't deserve to live. 
ועוד שיבה ויאמרו לא תעשה הכרת את גדל בהם ולא קרדום לך פרע בהם. ועוד שיבה ויאמרו אחוב את המלאכה ושנא את הרבנות. You come home, you open a safe, and no one can bother you. No one tells you not to daven in a shoe with a proper mechitza. You're a balabas. You're a rav. Shem, you're a king what a rabbi goes through. Lower the mechitza in my time. Take away the mechitza. It's good enough separate seating. Rabbi, you're too machmir. What do you have a beard for? Who needs that? Right now, World War III has broken out in the Upper East Side, Park Avenue East. Lou, do you know what's going on or not? Do you follow the news? Oh my gosh, my job is to comment on the news, not to tell you the news. Ah, uh, Elliot, Rabbi Schneier Sr., 91 years of age, he has prepared no successor. So there's an assistant rabbi, and many people love him. I have a share in this assistant rabbi, because his father is the chief rabbi of Moscow. And who inspired his father to get involved with Russian Jewry? A guy named, people named Malkov Aaron Rakefi. Pesach, 1985. True story. You can ask Rabbi Goldschmidt. This is his son, and his son... Grew up, but his son went to Pun grew up in Moscow, went to Punovich, went to Lakewood. His son does not have a bachelor's degree. Oh boy, you should see the opposition. Tell me, Omo, do we need Rabbanim with bachelor's degrees? Or do we need Rabbanim who will be Kiyam and Shas and Paiskim and human relations? This Yomo claims the second one 100%. And Rakefit says he only got a doctorate because I knew in the rabbinate Balabatnam eat Rabbanim, but they don't eat doctors. It's not an easy question. But Yomo has a good point of view. In the year 2022, we should care whether Rabbi has a master's or a doctorate or a bachelor's. We want a rubber London, Kampaskin, can give good shayorim and human relations. Interesting question. My time, Rabbanim had, the, the more you had secular degrees, the more the, the population respected you. Today it's a different world. I talked with someone in YU, I won't mention his name, he was a very dear friend. We were rebelling, we were Rashi Yeshivas together. He had a shoe, and he's in, in the Bronx. He's no longer alive. I taught his daughter afterwards. She's not alive. The whole world that I know is gone, unfortunately. Students, Mark, how many of from your class, the first Kolel group, one out of four is gone. Right or wrong? Three is gone. So he swore me to secrecy that he doesn't have a bachelor's. He 
said to me, if the my Balabata would know I never graduated college, he said, oh my gosh. No, this is the Rambam. What words, how powerful. What a Rambam. Oh boy. Have pages upon pages been written on this Rambam. How are you allowed to accept the salary? All my life, the only money I've ever made in my life is teaching Torah, a Rebbe, a rub in a shul. That's it. It's the only money I've ever made in my life. How are you allowed to Rambam? All right. What we ultimately come down to is times have changed. We don't have the minds of the earlier generations. Nitma'atu hadarat in modern Hebrew. Emarishonim kamalachim anu b'nei tumutad. Were normal human beings were like donkeys, and not even right or wrong, not even like the donkey of Pinchas Ben And yet, Tash Bates, there's from among the Rishonim, with Shim Ben Duran, has four tshubat, one after another, on this number. I've given Sheyurman it years ago, I actually have a whole country of important response to literature, and those tshubat are included. Um, I did in Michala, the countries that I came up with there. But uh, this is the Rambam, black and white. And so you have Rabbi Moshe takes the Rambam and Hilchat Shabbos, but you take the Rambam and Hilchat Talmud Torah, why open? But go one step further. Reb Moshe quotes the Gemara right at the end of Masechet Kedushin. Pei bet omid bet. Tanya Rabbi Nahari Omer Meniach ani kolomunot shevolam ve'enum lamed et b'ni ele Torah. I just teach my children Torah. And go on with the Gemara, looking to Rashi. And this is the Pshat. Moshe quotes it. Why was Reb Naharai so insistent that Torah is with you forever? You don't forget it. It rejoins the indigenous body that you have where the Malach taught you Torah. 
And even if later on, old age, I don't have to tell you what senility is about, what they call today Alzheimer's. We've seen it too much. I don't have to go further than Moli Rebbe from 1986 through 1993. It's frightening. But at least the Schut of Torah is there. But once you can't work, you can't work. Where's your Panasa? Where's your income? Was good of the Umanut. And Rav Meishi quotes this Gemara and says, this certainly shows that a child, all you can do is teach him Torah. Nothing beyond it. But here we come back to life insurance. This is the modern world. This is the greatness. They invented a concept of life insurance. Not only that, FDR, when we grew up, the 1940s, we worshipped the ground that FDR walked on. Today I say, FDR, I say, shame, yemachshich v'zichro, 100%, yemachshmo v'zichro. How many Jews he could have saved had he just bombed the rails to Auschwitz and he refused? It's unbelievable. And, and, look back but he did one great thing social security social security Israel I get money from the government they can't don't take off taxes for me for my wife social security they're not interested I'm teaching I'm working you're 83 84 next few weeks. Wow. They reward you in dignity for being alive. Gotta give credit. Pension plan. You start working, Shlomo, I hope you have a pension plan. In Israel, every job is required for you to have a pension plan. Some places they give it to you, some places you choose. Well, these are all inventions. Rab Moshe Paskins Lahalacha. That nowadays this is normalcy. And Rab Moshe says car insurance, house insurance, life insurance, it's all part of normal Hishtagwat. Beautiful. Rab Moshe. Rabbi Menashe Klein, total agreement by life insurance. Both of them raised the issue. Torah Matechei Olecha. Rabbi Menashe Klein, no life insurance. If you're a kolil, you can go malite, supported by the community. Rabbi Menashe goes way beyond that. Why do you teach a kid? Torah, not Panasa. Later in life, all right, he can study Panasa, Umanut, when Torah is under his belt. What is the Rambam Shita? Arab Moshe 
quotes what we quoted in Hilchot Shabbat? Everything that... What? It's not a chiv to teach umanut? So Rambam, Hilchot Torah, what we just saw is literally iron, steel. You must, that you make a living out of being a Rebbe, being a Rav, being a Dayan. Look at Chazal, all different professions, and that's the way a Jew has to live. All right, so we've dealt with life insurance, but we have opened up a Pandora's box. Shlomo, did you do army here? Are you going to do army? How old are you? You're married with a, ch- a child already. Oh my gosh, the army won't even look at you. How come they took me at 38? It's different times. It's a miracle we survived. But without doing army, my friend, you are not totally part of the Israeli system. Doing army? Fabulous. Maybe on Yom Hazikaron, I'll wear my war ribbon from Lebanon. If I'd be Russian, I'd certainly wear it. But if I don't stick my tzitzit out, maybe I shouldn't wear it. You're familiar with the Mishnah Brura and the critique of the Mishnah Brura. Fine. Good. Gentlemen, is this really the Rambam Shita to be half and half? Torah Panasa, Torah Umanut, Torah Umada, Torah V'derech Call it what you wish. Is this really the Rambam Shita? Can anyone help me out? A Rambam that so much print has been spilled on in the state of Israel that no one in this class has enough money to buy all the ink that has been spilled. Hilchat Shemitah V'yavo, Perik Yud Gimel, Halacha Yud Bet V'halacha Yud Gimel. Oh boy, what we are touching upon today. Two of the most famous Rambams you'll ever digest. The one in Hilchat Torah, and Hilchat Shemitah V'yavod. V'lamalo Zachal Levi Benachla Eretz Yisrael. Why isn't Levi permitted to have land? Why isn't he permitted when the army goes out to fight and they win and they have so much they've captured, food and drink and clothes, and he's not permitted any part of this imachiv with his brothers. Shenema Yodu Mishpetachali Yaakov Vitodat Chali Yisrael Lofikach Chuvdalumi Dakei Olam Loorchim Milchama Kishai Yisrael 
ולא נוחלים ולא זוכים לעצמם בכוח גופם, אלא הם חייל השם שנאמר ברך השם חילו, והוא ברוך, הוא זיכה להם, שנאמר אני נחלתך, ואני חלקך ונחלתך. וואטה רמב״ם, שבט לוי, they're exempt from the army. They're exempt from work, exempt from farming the land. Israel originally was an agrarian society. Today we're no longer agrarian, we're a high-tech society. But we work, we bring in money. Shevet Levi completely exempt. Who hears from Shevet Levi? Ah, you don't have to be from Shevet Levi. Don't boast that you're from Shevet Levi, so you're exempt from working, going to college, etc. Halacha Yud Gimel. Velo Shevet Levi Dilvad. Ela kol ish mi ish mi kol boleaholam. אשנדבאלוחאוטוהבינומאמדאולחבילאמודפניהשמלוקימלשתולאבלדתהשמלוקימפהלחיהשהקומושהסולוקימופרקמיאלצהרהבאולחשבנותהרבימאשבקשומד
we want him to share with the Gemara and the Rambam. I have in my closet, in my room, my office, I have the little Shas I had and the little Rambam I had. That's all we would walk around with. That, that Shas and Rambam went on the boat with me to come to Israel. It's in, in, in Mamish, in my, in, in my closet. And, uh, and you know, the Rav was famous. Rav Chaim turned the Rambam into the touchstone of, of, of modern halachic thinking and, and analysis of the Gemara. And the Rambam, and the Rav once said there was a big celebration of the Rambam. I forget if it was 850 years, 900 years since his birth was death. And the Rav said, the Welt macht das. The world makes a mistake. Everyone thinks the Rambam, he says, I love the Rambam. But without Rashi, we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't know what the Gemara is talking about. That's the Rub speaking. So now let's take Rashi. Baba Kama. Tzaditet Amit Bet. On the Pasuk in Shmot. V'hizatem etchem et achukem v'yet atorer v'adatam lechem et haderech yechu ba now what does it mean the path in which the Jews should go and 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 the Gemara answers what does it mean teach the Jewish people to live with the source of life look into Rashi what does it mean, Beit Chayeh source of life? Talmud Torah. Nothing else counts. The source of life, Talmud Torah. No, what Gemara comes after Baba Kama? Yoma will tell you, he downloaded it for me, because I'm still reaching Bab Metziah. Go to Bab Metziah, Daf Lamid Omid Bet. And you'll see a similar drasha on the same Pasuk. And Rashi says, Beit Chayehem Lilmod Lehem Umanut Lehipanespa. Wow. Rashi, the same author. No question about it. That Rashi wrote his commentary on Baba Kama and Bab Metziah. Total contradiction. Talmud Torah or Umanut. My dear students, I need not tell you the contradiction in the Rambam, the contradiction in Rashi. are struggling to understand what the Gemara means at the end of condition. Uh, I don't teach my son anything but Torah. Totally disregard Umanot. The Rambam, B'nai Shevet Levi, where do we stand? All right, I'll be very brief to go into great detail would take 49 years. I certainly have written thousands and published thousands of pages on this topic.
We'll come back to this when we deal with the Easter Pin Yeshiva, but suffice it to say, the Lushen, the Nitziv, and the Meshiv Dava, the Tshuva that I often quoted, he deals with this very question within the general question of how do we relate to non-Torah Jews. He deals with the question of education. And what he says there is more or less like Reb Moshe, when a child is young, teach him only Torah. Later in life you can combine both. That was the Nitzvah's approach. Nevertheless, there was no European yeshiva that had general studies under its aegis except the Tells, and we'll talk about that in great depth. In America, my cousin and the only yeshiva he had studied in because he was autodidactic was Tells, where he only studied for less than a year. And uh, he felt that we absolutely needed a high school which becomes MTA today, or Tamadical Academy, there's no Brooklyn, so it would be TA. It opened its doors in January 1916. There was a whole battle in the early 1900s. The students wanted a high school, some of the rebbeim were opposed to it. Then the rebbeim agreed there should be a high school, and some of the board of directors were opposed to it. If we're giving you money for Torah, we don't want it wasted on general subjects. Chicago, which emulated uh, yeshiva in the 1920s, there was never machlekes. All the rebbeim, board of trustees, and the students agreed they have to have a high school. By 1928, Rabbi Rebel opened up yeshiva college, and uh, as they say, the rest is history. Lander College, Truro College, Machon Lev, this issue haunts us until today. How do you balance it out? There are various approaches. Uh, yeshiva's approach, when I say yeshiva, I mean YU. The approach is to have a regular liberal arts college and we'll let the students struggle with the challenges. You have to be big enough already by the age you go to yeshiva college that you can handle a contradiction in the Rambam, a contradiction in Rashi. And ultimately the answer is, if at least if the Rebbeim guide you properly, each one has to find his own place on the spectrum. We all agree we have to live life in dignity. We don't want to be charity cases. Uh, I often have sent out the challenge, and I challenge again, I'm very proud of my little achievement or my great achievement in identifying everyone in that picture, the classic picture, the quintessential picture of the Rav teaching Torah. I have dated properly 1960. It was quite a challenge to be able to identify every student, look at the picture, you'll understand why. But it's interesting what happened with these students. Each one went a different way. Yeah, some became famous Rabbanim, some became famous Rashi Yeshiva, some became scientists, business people. Everyone made a living. I call your attention to my classmate who died last week, Svigenauer. 
Sviganawa came in Aliyah, he was an accountant. He worked for Supersol. I think he was the CEO as far as accountancy. It has to be checked. But he found his life meaningful and evidently was able to give a lot of tzedakah. I showed you the Madat Evil. And that's the way Tzvi went. And no one was more elegant and more decent and more upright than Sviganawa. It's a privilege that I can say I was his classmate. A guy like Rakefet, all right, I do have two masters and a doctorate, but to be honest with you, all my secular degrees or general degrees are Teradic degrees. I did one master's in Hebrew literature, one master's in Torah history, basically response to literature. My doctorate is on Rabbi Revel, and everything I've written and published subsequently is Lichvod Hashem, Lichvod HaTorah, Lichvod Am Yisrael, Lichvod Medinat Yisrael. They have to find their own way. I do want to add one thought. In the state of Israel, really there is no need to justify our general studies and achievements because everything here is a mitzvah. We're building the land, Yeshiva Aretz, the Ramban, Sefer HaMitzvah. Everything we do is a mitzvah. Every profession here, everything adds to our success. Who would ever dream that the Israeli economy would today be infinitely stronger than the American economy? And it all has to do with our genius people resent us, but it's true, we put a great stress on learning, on study. You take high tech, and it brings in billions of dollars to the state of Israel. It's beyond words. We sell our brains. How do I know that this is a mitzvah? Nuyomo, the Chatam Sofa, his chidushim to Mesechet Sukkah, the Sugyan Sukkah, Isaac B'mitzvah, put them in a mitzvah. The Ramban raises a very simple, the Chatam the, Seifer the, the raises a very simple question. You wake up in the morning, exempt from davening, exempt from putting on tefillin, go to work. Mitzvah Jishiv Aretz. Oseik for mitzvah Patamanus. This is a famous Chatam Seifer. The Rabbi quotes it in his trivia dealing with Kibbut Aviyem. If your parents tell you not to go on the house, should you go on the house, etc., etc. Gentlemen, the answer is very simple. No, what's the answer? God commanded us to build the land and God commanded us to put on tefillin. But the very fact that the Chatam Seifer asked the question, quotes the Ramban, it shows you that in Eretz Yisrael, this problem is not as pressing as in Washington Heights or in Lakewood. In Washington Heights, it could be if you ask the question, the Rebbe will say to you, you should waste your time going to graduate school. Be simple, be a businessman, get involved in real estate, but learn Torah as much as you can. Could be. In Israel, the more fields we're in, the more we master, the stronger we make the country, the stronger we make the army. Could very well be that we need both. Now, just very briefly, I just want you to be aware that the Chazonish 
introduced the idea of a chevrat lomdim. We never had this idea before, that you just learn all your life, your wife supports you. Could be this was necessary after the Holocaust. It's a very big question whether it applies in the year 2022, where we are today. We're in a different world, and I don't want to elaborate. Also, this affects the whole question of women and their role. According to the Chazonish and all that came after him, women support the men. The men don't go to work. The men sit and learn. The women go. Do we want this? I remember discussing with one of the greatest people I ever knew in my life. I put up three. The Rav number one, Arye Kroll number two, Nechama Leibowitz number three. Remember this? Because with Nechama, Nechama says to, uh, to my wife, myself, no, this is modesty. She's the business lady. She's out there doing everything. Read, read Eshet Chayel. And the man sits Bishari Hayyeh talking and learning with his colleagues. You follow? Do we really want that? All right, these are delicate questions. But this is the reality today. And we struggle with it. No one has the perfect answer. If anyone will tell me, I know for sure what Chazal and the Rishonim had in mind, I'll slap his face and send him back to learn the two Rashis I quoted and the Rambam I quoted and all the sources I quoted. But we struggle with it. And I'll let me end off with a moment of pride. I don't want to boast, but I'm allowed at my age as uh, walking home Friday night from shul, so uh, someone in his 50s, a son of a colleague of mine, ran over. I was walking, my daughter always walks me home because I double with my, in my son-in-law's shul Friday night because I can't go to the cult or my legs can't handle it now. So for the last, since I turned seven, since meniscus, I was six, 76 years it's seven, eight years already that I daven at my son-in-law's shul. But it's a little further from my house, so my daughter, who always comes Friday night, walks me home. So uh, this fella comes running after my daughter. Oh, is your father proud of you? And, and then he has a request. His uncle is a Dayan who's retired now. He just turned 70, and he wants him to be a Dayan amidst my daughter. And my daughter says, we don't have any control over that. That the Dayan on the side. The Dayan amid is a Dayan. If you don't have a whole head cave of three judges, you call up a retired judge. So he would like to do that because he's young yet. He once came to see me here in the office and spoke with me for a long time and asked me many questions. And he's young yet. He said, Yomo Mechem. He said, I don't want him to be out. The Baruch Hashem, I'm, if I wouldn't be able to teach, I'd be finished. I have to let out steam. I have to let out the Rambams, the Rashis. The, okay. So... He, so my daughter, he said, oh, is your father proud of you? And I, all right, the chief rabbi's running, everyone's running after her. You might think, wow. But I'm, you know, I'm unbelievably proud. I raised children like that. So let me, so my grandson, three and a half years old, they came to visit me, his father and mother. His father, by the way, he learns me. Mother covers her hair a thousand percent, a wonderful couple of, Soon we'll have three children, Be'ez Rath Hashem, young people. He's uh, an engineer, a civil engineer. He's, 
He does not lack for work in Israel. With their, he's a big expert in setting up lights, traffic lights. I don't have to tell you with this construction going on here. So this three and a half year old kid is sitting in my living room and they show me, oh, if you okay, I think I told you. He's reading Hebrew, he's reading English. I fainted on the spot. And then I got involved in the whole discussion how smart it is to teach a three-year-old kid how to read if he's going to go to school in three years from first grade, he'll know more than the teachers. And we got involved what school is about. I'd have my own viewpoints on it. But uh, this kid, Rashi would be happy whether it's in Bab or in Baba Kama. Both Rashis would be happy. And I hope the Rambam will be happy with this kid too. In gotta see what happens twenty years hence be Hashem. But this is the challenge that we face. I am proud to say I was exposed to Gedola Yisrael. Rabbi Cutler, even before the Rav. The Rav. And I knew them intimately, as you will see from my Shayurim on Monday when we reach it after Sakma. God should keep me going because I'll be in my 90s already, but we'll be there. Bezrat Hashem. And you'll see I have appreciation for both. How do we solve it? This is a very individual question. But in the state of Israel, I don't think there is a question. The covered Ulitahila, we need both areas on the finest, highest level possible. Gentlemen, are there any questions? The room is filled. I'm, I'm living. I'm, I'm, I'm up in heaven. Yeah, I have to thank uh, Elliot. Thank you so much for traveling here. I mean, the other fellows come out of the dorm, fall out of the dorm, but you have to travel and put up with the traffic. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Elliot and I first met how many years ago? 50 plus. Mark, when did we first meet? So, so almost we're on our way to 50 years. Yoma and I first met how many years ago? 15? I can't hear? About 16 years ago. 16 years ago. So Baruch Hashem. And the fact that I don't repeat a shir, you understand, you could, I have Talmidim on the screen or listening while you Torah. I've studied me over 40 years already. Baruch Hashem. Gentlemen, until we meet again in health and t- I wouldn't miss tomorrow's shear for all the sick people in Russia. You don't know what's going on in Europe. Thank God you're in Israel. That's all I can say. And we don't even get to Britain, at least. We know how many thousands are out. But Russia, they say multiply by three, whatever the official number is. So uh, thank God we're here. I wouldn't miss tomorrow's shear. There's one part of it that is crucial, crucial, if you're going to be a public speaker, a teacher, a malamid, an orator, a debater, until we meet again in health and happiness. Das Vedanya, Yomo, open it to all the wonderful people looking at me from the screen. Okay? Okay. Uh, can they ask now? Uh, are there any questions uh, from the great diaspora looking at me? So we have in the Rambam, Hilchot Shabbat, did you say Tarek HaDamat? 
one second. We'll find it, we'll tell you. One second. One second. This is Brachat Hilkes Torah. Oh, here's the Rambam. I, I just have to know where I have those here. Perik Abba'ir V'Esrim. That makes it Perik Haftalid Halacha Hey. Do you find it? No. You don't find it? I have it. It's looking at me. Take a look. Am I right? Here. Haftalid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one second. I, one second. There may be, you know something? There may be, this is Haftalid. Valid. Where, where am I here? One second. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. One night. Yeah, it's Chaf Dalid Halacha Hey. Do you find it, Jack? Well, I can't. I can't see. It doesn't show on the screen. I, it's not big enough. I, just tell me if I'm right, Jack. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I have a Xerox in front of me, but. Uh, you can sometimes have mistakes in print and you're quoting uh, something incorrectly. Okay, are there any questions? I, I see Chaim, I see Vic. All right, until we meet again in health and happiness, Tasvid Danya, thank you very, very much.